Please join your hearts together with mine in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would remove distractions from our hearts and from our minds. We pray that you would guide our meditation, that we would see you and hear your word of mercy for our lives. Your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Have mercy. Before you think this is a sermon that is going to roll on a bunch of Elvis-themed things with have mercy, it rolled through my mind, but didn't end up uh, going the way that I thought it might along those things. But mercy. Mercy is something that we cry out for. Mercy is something that we long for. You see, on a day like today, it seems like a very appropriate day to look at mercy. As much as it looks like any other Sunday, I'm sure, as you've heard in the songs and in the prayers, the last day of the church year. In Mark, Jesus said, no one knows the hour when it will come, when it will come in the evening or the morning. No, it comes at 7.45 and at 10 o'clock. Today's the last day of the church year. (laughs) But on this last day, think of some of the images that we've seen throughout history of last days, okay? Uh, We've got one to look at if we've got someone up there. Remember seeing guys that, uh, nope, not to the Apostles' Creed. Anyway, may not be in there. It's, remember the guys that would walk around in the sandwich boards? They would walk around and have a big sandwich board, maybe a sign up above them, and it would say, repent, the hour is at hand. Get it straight. Get right before God. We don't see all those guys walking around with the sandwich boards quite as much as maybe we did at one point in time. Maybe we see it now a little bit more on Facebook. Maybe we see it, you know, as people try and guess the last hour, the last day. We see all those things where we're talking about repent, get your life straight, get it together. You better be doing what's right because when God comes, he better catch you praying, not whatever else you were going to be doing in those moments when we sit there say, you know what? kind of doesn't matter what God catches me doing at this point. It's not going to be as holy as it needs to be. And we hear those words of repentance and we hear repentance and repentance just means turn around from what you're doing, go the other direction and we get stuck because sometimes we don't always know where to go to. A little while back, there was a young couple that walked into a church that I was at. See, they walked through the door off the streets, and you could tell they had been cleaned up a little bit as best as possible, and their their faces looked a lot older than I would guess their age to be. They'd seen a whole lot more of life, sides of life that I never really had quite experienced, but I could see the wear on their faces. And they walked in, they just said, use the restroom. Sure. They went in and said bye, and they went about their day. Probably about four hours later or so, I saw them walking back by, and they were just sitting on the curb outside the church. I walked over and sat down. I said, I am Matt. And they introduced themselves, and what, what's, what's your story? Talk to me. 
the lady looked at me and with very sorrowful face threw her sunglasses on at this afternoon hour. She said, well, 15 years I had been sober. And just a couple of months ago, I started using again. Then I knew what it was like to be clean. I knew ways to get clean, but trying to stay clean was really, really hard. And now in the midst of the grips of this addiction again, I look for a way out. Look for mercy from this. I look to be given something I don't deserve as I sit in the middle of this addiction and I can't figure out a way to get away from it. Well, if you don't mind asking, what do you use? What's the addiction in? She kindly just said heroin. I said, so what choices do you get to make? She said, not many. A lot of those choices are all guided by the drugs. If it's middle of the day and I'm feeling down and I'm looking for joy, I know where to go for that, even though it only lasts for a little while. And in the other times when I'm looking for an escape, I know where to go for that. But when the pains come and I want to get away from it and I want that mercy, I cry out for mercy and that drug does not give mercy. that spot to be in. When you cry out for mercy and the thing you're crying to doesn't hear you. The thing you're crying to says, no, there's no mercy here. There's only control. I don't know how many of you have looked at your sin that way, but it comes down that way as well. But see that, that last day, that judgment day, right? We still hear those words, repent. Cry out for mercy. But we cry out to one who hears. Those sins have been judged. A last day did happen. Christ on the cross took your sins on his shoulders and he buried them in a tomb. He said, Those are done, those are forgiven. You are forgiven because of the sins, your sins that he carried, died for, and he rose again. And when he rose, he rose to a seat of mercy. He rose to a seat of mercy at the right hand of God. That's what we proclaim in the creed, right? He descended into hell, he ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. What's that right hand? See, there's the guy. The end of the world is at hand, right? That already happened. And there's another one to come, but there's one that happened. And that cross that Christ died on brought an end to many things. See, as he ascended and sits at the right hand of the Father, that right hand, that right hand of beneficence, That right hand of mercy, that right hand in a place of honor saying everything that Christ has done is true and good and works. See, the judgment comes. And the judgment of our works will certainly come. But see, we won't be judged by our works. 
as God sits there on the last day and the living and the dead are raised, he doesn't look at our works to judge us, but looks at Christ. And he looks at Christ and he says, that one, right there, son. Did you die for him? Yeah. Scars on my back, dead. Those are for Kurt. Those are for Bay. Those are for Dick and Penny. Those scars, Dad, are for all those who are claimed in my name. Those scars, Dad, are the ones that you poured your name over in baptism. Those are for our children. We have mercy on those, Dad. They're loved. They're forgiven. And I don't know if you have the next picture up there, but it's a beautiful one to think of. This is mercy. This is God reaching down to you, saying, I love you. This is God reaching down in the midst of those times when you cry out for mercy. He says, I hear you. And I'm here for you. And I'm here to hold you. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to pick you up. And in those sins that you think are going to separate you from God, which they have every right to do, Jesus says, I have mercy on you. And I wash those sins away again. And I clean you again, and I lift you up again as my bride and present you before my Father and say, Here is a beautiful child saved, a beautiful child forgiven, and a beautiful child who God has mercy upon because of the love and the life of Jesus. Now, I pray that couple that I sat with that day on the curb have an opportunity to words of mercy because they're not going to find it in the things that they've been running to but they know somebody's out there who loves them they had a brief moment to be able to remind them of the mercy that God has for them and they said we know we've just been running from it alright it's a day when we run and get too tired and you just stop and you realize that you can't work your way back to God, but you cry out again. And you say, God, have mercy on my soul. God, have mercy on my life. And he points you back to the cross. He says, I did. All those sins have been judged. All those sins have been forgiven. And then he looks at us now. In the words of Jude, says, now go, show mercy. Because mercy has been shown on you. You don't have to worry about your sins before God anymore because they've been forgiven. You stand before God as a forgiven child who mercy has been showered upon. And he says, now go have mercy. Go have mercy to those in your life. Go have mercy to those who you meet on the streets. Go and have mercy because they don't know where to find it. But you can point them to Jesus. Look at the one who has had mercy for us. And then those last lines of Jude are beautiful. It says, to the one who has had mercy, be all glory and honor. Because it's only in him that mercy is shown. And it's only through him that mercy is given. And on this last day of the church here, we look forward to that day that Christ comes again because we know that he's coming with mercy. 
We know that he's coming to bring his children home, to bring a new heaven, to bring a new earth, to walk and dine and feast with his children in a life full of mercy. In Jesus' merciful name, amen. We pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the mercy that you have showered upon us, for all the things that you have given that we do not deserve, yet you give them generously, bountifully, through your Son, Christ. We thank you for the Spirit that you send into our lives to give us strength to show mercy to others as we await and look forward to the day that you return in the clouds with glory, knowing that you come to hand out mercy Pray that you keep us steadfast in your love. Protect us, guide our feet, and give us courage to show mercy to all those in our lives. In your son, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.